0: Hello and thank you for taking a moment to listen to God's word today. Please prepare your heart as you listen. We hope and pray that this sermon will be a great blessing to you. I praise God for this moment. I praise God for this opportunity you know, for the word that God has for us today, this evening and church online. I believe that as you hear God's voice today, I believe it's going to transform our life. Amen. How many of you are here with an expectant heart? Amen. Okay. If you haven't raised your hands, I will take you as you are here just to attend church. Okay. How many of you are here with an expectant heart? Amen. Amen. We come before God because He's got something awesome for us every time we come and seek Him. Amen. Amen. Today, I just want to share a quick thought with you, church. And I want to share a quick word. And I believe that this is what God has for us for this moment and for this hour and this day. Do you want to believe this with me? Yes, yes, and one more thing about me is if you are not going to talk, I'm going to stand here and just blabber, and that's going to go for hours and hours and hours, all right? If you're going to respond, if you're going to cheer me up, I will make sure I stick to the point, stick to the time. Deal? Okay. Okay, okay, that's good. All right, today I want to share a word which talks about the glory of God, amen? Amen. I just want to name the title, I didn't name this, uh, I didn't give this title on my own, Pastor Sam, he's the one who comes up with creative titles and I told him, no, name this sermon and he was like, glory unveiled, amen, glory unveiled, the glory, it just means that it is a display of the magnif- magnificent display of God's presence. It is just the exaggerated presence of God. Amen. It is the magnified. Amen. The manifested presence of God is called glory. Amen. And the beauty that emanates from the attribute of God, from His character, is called the glory of God. Amen. Everything and anything that He's created comes from His attribute. Everything around you speaks about God. Amen. And when he stepped down and he stepped forward and he created anything, the attribute of God was displayed. And so that is called the glory of God. Amen. And today I just want to change this word around. And I just want to change this perspective around. And I want you all to look into 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18. And I'm going to read this out to you guys. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed in the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord the Spirit. Amen. Some of you are just turning your Bible. You know, let's read this out together, shall we? Yeah, let's read this together. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as from the lord the spirit amen this verse gives us all a name okay god is calling you the unveiled face the world might give you different names around this like poker face ugly face simple face beautiful face and God is calling you the unwailed face. Amen. And what is this being the mirror of God's glory? Why is God saying that we are his mirror and we are that we are the mirror of his glory? Amen. What is this unwailed face? Amen. If there has been an unwailed face, there should be a wailed moment. Only if there was something shut, you can open it, right? Only if there's something open, you can shut it. That's the logic, right? So what is this unwailed face? And I want to take you back to this veiled moment. As human, I don't know how you look at yourself, but today, this evening, I want to remind you, church, that you are predestined for a divine existence. That you are predestined for a divine existence. We are not just humans who are built with the skin and flesh. And then I'm born and I become a... I marry, I become a mother and I become a grandmother. Then I die. That is not the purpose of my life. That is not what I'm created for. You know what? As human... want to tell you guys something really amazing when I wrote this down I was just rejoicing you know what when you were created you were designed in a way that you can walk into the glory of God humans are created in a way that you can be part of his glory that you are designed in a way that you can carry the glory of God When God just thought of creating a mankind, He said, I'm going to create them in a way that they can understand my glory. That they can see my presence. That wherever they go, they can feel my presence. Amen. That is who you are. That is who you are. Look at the person next to them with your mask and tell them, You look glorious. You look glorious. And turn to the other person to the other side and say, you look more glorious. We are predestined for a divine existence. Amen. When God created Adam, God and Adam had a life which, which did not have a whale. Amen. He created him and he walked with him in the garden. They had face-to-face encounter. They had a relationship where they held hands and then walked and they were like, God, so what's going on? So Adam, how is, how is it going? That's the relationship that God and mankind had. And then came sin. And then came sin that made man lose the glory that God had put on him. Amen. We say man fell short of God's glory. This is what it means. And when Adam was naked, amen, when his eyes was open, he only saw his nudity. He was like, oh my God, I'm clothless," right? And so long, he did not see him nude because he was covered with the glory of God. And when God came out and said, Adam, where are you? He was like, God, I'm hiding from you because I'm naked and you never told me about it. And God was like, who told you? God did not agree with it. God was like, who told you? Because that wasn't a matter at all. Your matter of being naked, it's not a matter at all. When the glory was removed, his flesh took over. He knew that something was wrong, but all that he realized was that he was naked. But God said, that is not what is important. It's the glory that has been departed from you. It's the glory that is keeping us away right now. That's the whale that came and re- divided or separated the relationship of God and man. Amen. Mankind are the arrow. Okay, imagine this. We are the arrow that we failed to hit the target that is God. And then came Jesus. He picked the arrow and hit the target right. Amen. We had the glory in us. We were created in a way that we get to carry the glory of God and then came sin and then came all these tribulations that where we lacked and we fell short of God's glory. Amen. And when Moses said, God, I want to see your face, God says, man, you have to die for that. You will just die if I show you my face because the mankind had become unworthy to see God face to face. But what was our what was our purpose? Is to stand before Him. You were created to go and dwell in His glory, but we lost our purpose because of sin. Amen. And as I told you, Jesus came into the picture. Jesus came into the picture. He picked the arrow. And he said, well, I am going to restore the glory that the mankind had lost. Amen. Jesus did not come and just die because he had to prove himself. Jesus did not come and die and he rose again so that he can go sit in the glory with God. But Jesus died on the cross and he he won over the control of sin and he restored the glory that we lost. Amen. And he restored the glory that we get to go and stand in front of God, that we get to go into the throne room of God and call him Abba Father with confidence. Not worrying that if I see God's face, I might die. You don't have that. You are no longer a fallen nature. You are no longer, you no longer fall short of God's glory. You, have no longer has a, no, you are no longer the person who's got controlled by sin. Sin has no control over you because Jesus nailed it on the cross. He nailed it, man. He nailed it. He put it in the grave and he won over it and he said, the glory that was lost, I'm going to resurrect it. I'm going to resurrect it and I'm not going to keep it. I'm going to call Sam and I'm going to put it on him. And I'm going to call Carla and I'm going to put it on her so that she can go and stand face to face with God on how it was. I'm going to restore the relationship that was before. Amen. You can read this verse where Jesus says, God, glorify me with the glory that I had in the beginning. In the beginning, there is an amazing plan that is going on that the man did not know. But God is saying, I have a plan. Yes, you lost the glory, but I'm going to come in your flesh. I'm going to take the sin over me. I'm going to lose the glory. Amen. I'm going to lose the glory and then I'm going to die, kill the sin, and I'm going to defeat the sin, and I'm going to rise again with the resurrected glory and he says i am ready to give you that glory amen we don't live in a broken glory we don't just become part of god's glory but through jesus we become his glory amen we don't just become we, we are not just no longer just part of god's glory the glory lives in us we reflect his glory amen amen in second chronicles Chapter 7, the glory that filled the temple, handmade temple, amen, the glory that people couldn't enter Solomon's temple, the glory was filled, the temple was filled with God's glory in the Old Testament, but in the New Testament, God is saying, hey mankind, I created you and you know what, you're going to be my temple and I'm going to fill you with my glory. And I'm gonna fill you with my glory. I'm not just gonna be, I'm not gonna display my glory in something that man is gonna make. I'm gonna fill my glory in you that I created. Amen. He is restoring your image, He is restoring your position. Amen. I wanna strongly make you understand today that you are no ordinary. You are not just a human. You are a divine purpose and you have a divine existence on this earth that is to display the glory of God. You are a glorious creature, humans. Amen. I don't know how you are looking at yourself. Right after I wrote this, I look at myself in a very awesome way. I carry the glory of God. That's amazing. Amen. Just put your hand up and say, thank God I'm a human. Thank God I'm a human. I get to carry the glory of God. Amen, and you are His temple. Amen. Going back to the words that we read before, second Corinthians chapter three verse 18, it says that we become the mirror to glory to glory. Amen. Behold that you become in the same image from glory to glory. What does this mean? From the glory that was broken to the glory that has been restored. And the process of becoming the image of Christ, it's nothing but you reflect that you come back to the image that that you had before, even before the world began. And you get to stand before God and say, God, I'm here. I've got Jesus in me and you can look at me again. You can look at me again. My image is restored through Jesus Christ. The process of going from glory to glory, it's nothing but you becoming the image of Christ. Amen. Amen. When you go to heaven and when you stand in front of God, it's not you who is standing, it's the image of Christ who's standing because that's the glory. Amen. And it's not just after you die, even as you live on this earth, his glory lives in you because the son, the only son who's been glorified lives with us. Amen. So don't look at yourself as just a normal human being anymore. You are glorious. You are more than who you think you are. That is how God sees you. Amen. Through Christ, we don't live in a broken glory, but in a restored glory as we become God's glory himself. I want you to write this in big letters. I'm going to read this out one more time. And I want you to write this down. Through Christ, we don't live in a broken glory, but in a restored glory as we become God's glory itself. We become his glory you're no longer fallen short of God's glory. You're no longer a, a, a sinful, a shameful, a guilt-filled human. You are no longer broken because you are a complete, wholesome glory of God. Amen. Amen. Jesus has conquered the fallen nature. Jesus has conquered the control of sin. Let me tell you this this evening. Let me remind you something. Sin has no control over you. Sin has no control over you, church. This is the truth. We've been thinking, oh my God, this is sinful. I fall into sin. Oh my God, the sin keeps running behind me. The Satan keeps pulling me. No, the sin does not have control over you because Jesus nailed it on the cross. But it is us who do not have control over our thoughts and actions. The sin really do not have control over you. The Satan does not have control over you because God settled it once for all. Amen. Amen. So I want you to remember everything that you build on this earth, everything that you're going to bind on this earth, it's going to remain here. But God has already built something in you which is very precious. And that is going to make you stand in his presence. That's why we leave everything behind. That's why God doesn't want anything that we build on this earth. He says, I just take you how I created you because I created you in glory. That we transform into the glory of Christ and we stand before him. Amen. So build and focus on, no, I mean, focus on building your glory. Focus on building your relationship in Christ because that is what is going to make you stand in front of God face to face. Amen. Christ came to unite us. Christ came us to put us back into the position that we belong to. Amen. And through Jesus, you are united with God. You are united with God. Amen. Sometimes when I was a kid, every time they spoke about Adam, yes, I'm, I'm not happy that they ate there in you know, a fruit. But I was very happy that he got to talk to God, walk with God. You know, have that relationship. You know, in person, it's not just the voice of God saying, Hello, Adam. How are you? you know, it's not like that. It was Adam and God walking, you know, hand in hand. And now Jesus is saying, Hey, you know what? I've got the relationship restored for you. Amen. Every time you walk into the throne room of God, remember that you have been made worthy for it. That you have restored the position in God. Now I want to conclude by talking to you about what it means to carry the presence of God. What it means to carry the glory of God. Amen. What does it mean? You can be a prince, but it shows on how you behave that you are a prince. Yeah, that makes it worthy. Just because you're born in a royal family, you're not just called prince. The way you behave and what do you carry, how do you carry yourself? Amen. And I'm not going to hear it say, you have the glory of God, now leave. I want to tell you what it means, really means, to carry this awesome glory of God. Amen. I want you to write this down. Making conscious, consciously, and subconsciously taking godly decisions. Amen. Consciously or subconsciously taking godly decisions. What is inside you defines who you are. Amen. To all the Tamilians out here, why do you call a Tair Chatti, Tair Chatti? What do you call that? No, no, no. A bathroom that you put Tair in, you know, the curd. Tair Chatti because... There is tire in it. Okay? What do you call a palapatram? Why do you call it a palapatram? Because there is pal in it. Simple logic, right? Now, why should we call you a glorious person? Because you contain of it. Amen? Your identity is already given that you are glorious that God's glory is in you and but but our conscious decisions decide if we behave and live in the identity that we are called into you are called to stand in front of God but the way we behave the life that we live the decisions that we make can always make us fall short of his glory it can always make you lack Your worthiness for the identity that God has given you. Amen. Consciously or subconsciously doing godly work. Doing godly things. That everything and anything that you do, it projects God and not you. Amen. Everything that you say, it projects God and not you. Because what is inside you belongs to Him. Amen. What is in you, the glory has been stored by Him. So consciously, subconsciously taking godly decisions. Amen. The second point is, it means that the deeper you go, the more you leave behind. When you carry the glory of God, you cannot drag the world with you.
1: You got to leave
0: things behind. You have to leave those faithless situations behind. You have to leave those doubtful situations behind. If you're the person, if you're the carrier of God's glory, amen, you gotta be worthy. You have to show your worthiness for it. In the parable of wedding, I'm sure most of you know that, where the the king gave invitation to his friends and family, but none of them came. So he gave out the invitation to people in the street. And they were called inside, they were given the food and when, God, when, when the king was walking around and he saw someone who's not worthy, who was not clothed in the wedding clothes, he was cast away. In the same way, God is calling us and he says, well, here you go. Here's the relationship. Here's the glory that has been restored on you and I'm going to give it to you. But at the same time, if we are not going to leave those things that does not belong to us, if we are not going to leave those worldly desires, if we are not going to leave those sinful thoughts in our mind, we can never live in the glory that God has stored in us. Amen. Leave those things that does not belong to you. The more you get closer to his glory, the more you have to leave those ungodly things behind. Amen. Checking your relationship. Amen. Bury those sinful things and, and just leave it in the grave. Amen. What have you contaminated in your life? Has your sexual life been contaminated? Has your marriage life been contaminated? Put it in the grave. Let it rise again in the new glory. Amen. Leave those things behind. Church, you cannot come before God half dirty and half glorious. He has paid the price. He's won the grave. He's won the prize for us. All that we have to do is wear the complete glory of God and stand before Him in this glory that He has given us. Amen. In Matthew chapter 16, verse 24, it says, Jesus said to His disciples, Whoever wants to follow Me or wants to be My disciple must deny themselves and carry the cross and follow Me. This evening... I want to tell you that you are the glory of God and the glory is in store of you. But what are the things that you got to leave behind? Think about it. Amen. The next point it says to live in the reverence of God. What does it mean to carry the glory of God? It means that you live in the complete reverence of who made you. You live in the complete reverence of who created you, on who restored your position. And every time that you come before God, that you stand before him with thankfulness, with a heart of gratitude, that Jesus did not just die on the cross and take all the glory for himself, but he gave it to you for free. Amen. All the hard work and all the blessing and all the reward that comes from the hard work is given to you. So every time you come before God, you stand with a heart of gratitude. That your heart is satisfied with what is within you. That you are filled with the glory of God. That every time you come before Him, you say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I lack nothing because I have it all. I have it all. Thank you, Father. Psalmist says, I enter His gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I enter His coats with praise. Amen. What does it mean to enter His gates? It's to go before God. And how do you go before God? With thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. Let me tell you, church, a thankful heart never makes a decision to be thankful. Let me let that sink in. A thankful heart will never make a decision to be thankful because there's always overflowing gratitude. Amen. And that is what church is called to be. Live a life that is thankful. You don't make a choice like I wake up. Okay, I'm going to be thankful to God in this. Let me make a choice. Let me prepare my mind. And then you close your eyes and say, thank you. No, that's not what you are called for you are filled in the glory of God that every day you are thankful you're overflowing of thank- gratitude in your heart amen at last i want to tell you protect this precious dwell that is inside you and treat yourself well here is my favorite part treat yourself well look at yourself in a very amazing way love yourself because god honors you church God honors you wherever you are and however you're listening this to me. God honors you. He honors this beautiful face that you are. He honors the clothes that you're wearing and whatever that you decorate yourself. God likes that because he loves you. Because he's created you. And he says, you are my temple. Make sure you take good care of it. Because the Bible says, if anyone destroys the temple of God, God will destroy him. And he also says, for God's temple is holy and you are the temple of God. Amen. Amen. I want to encourage you to love yourself. No matter what the world is saying, God says, hey, I have set the standard on how you have to look. The world has different standards on how a woman should look like, how a man should look like, what makes you a good standard, what makes you rich, what makes you good looking. But God says, skip all that. I set the standard right from the beginning. The standard is that you live in His glory. That you reflect His glory. Amen. And to love yourself. Because God loves you and He's very pleased with how you are. Amen. I want you all to stand up. Stand up. Come on, quicker, stand up. Spin around and say, I am great. Oh wow, this shows you all hate yourself so much. Come on, one more time. Spin around and say, I love myself. Now spin around and say, I feel great. Now spin around and say, I am beautiful or handsome. There you go. Take your seat. Take your seat. You are beautiful. You are handsome. You call it. You take that. Whatever you feel like, love yourself. Treat your body well. Uh, this time, I want to speak against the spirit of suicidal thoughts. Whatever that has been holding you down, whatever is saying that you are not worthy to live on this earth. I want to tell you, God loves you, man. God loves you. There is this one God who loves you unconditionally, and He thinks you are perfect. And God wants you to treat yourself right. Amen. If you haven't been bathing, Take start taking shower. We can start from there. Right? You haven't been combing your hair, start with that. Okay? Keep yourself neat, keep yourself beautiful, adorn yourself because God treasures you. Amen. Say who to make up. No one is saying that, okay. <laughs> Love yourself. Well, we believe in modesty, but at the same time, God is asking you to love yourself because He loves you. Amen? I don't know if this next point will make you more happy like the one before. Love your neighbor. Love your neighbor. Care for your neighbor. What does it mean to carry the glory of God? Well, you start living for others. Amen? You can love yourself. The Bible says, love yourself as, love your neighbor as you love yourself. God is saying, please love yourself very much. At the same time, love your neighbor as you're loving yourself. You can see it from the very nature of God on how he took all the hard work to get, just to give it to you. That he made this whole plan that he had to give his life away just to give it to you. And God has not put his glory inside you so that you will just reflect it towards yourself, but so that people next to you will see who God is through you. The glory of God lives in you so that people can see it and not yourself. So that everything that you do, you are projecting the presence of God. You are projecting the attributes of God. When people see your good nature, they will know, oh, their God is generous and that's why they are generous. They are treating me well because their God, you know, loves them. Oh my God, they, they care for me. They are reaching out their hands for me because their God is teaching them for them to do that. Amen. Care for your neighbors and that's why God has put that glory in you. So that every single thing that you do on this earth that you are doing for His glory and not for yourself. Amen. It is to give, church. It is to give. It is to reflect. It's not inward. It's outward amen in you and through you god people should see the presence of god amen that is why we have life groups how many of you are part of life group here yes how do you guys feel being part of life group it's amazing to be honest it's amazing where you get to share your thoughts where you get to care for each other if you're having a boring day You will definitely get a call from your life group member like, hey, how is it going? Amen. And we share our troubles. We share our problems and we encourage each other. That is what it is all about. Sharing with your neighbor. Caring. Oh, sharing is. There you go. God shared his glory. So better you do it too. God restored his glory, so make sure your hands are always out there to help those people who are in trouble. If you're going to be selfish to keep it to yourself, it's going to be a contaminated, useless glory that God has given you. Because God has put that nature inside you so that you will project it in every single way, in every single way. In every position that you live in life as a student, you can project it. As a mother, I get to project it to my daughter. If I'm like not right with her, then I go and tell her, Jesus loves you. She'll be like, whoa, no. You know, as a father, as a teacher, as even a good neighbor, in every situation, you are called to project the glory of God. Amen. And I have a good news and a bad news for you today. The good news is, do you want to know the good news or the bad news? I'll say the good news because that's what I prepared. Okay, so the good news is Jesus is ready to restore everything or the glory that has been broken inside you. If you feel like, well, I am a new believer, I live in a new covenant, but I have sinned, I feel like the glory has been lost in me, I have fallen short of God's glory, and Jesus is saying, I can renew that, no problem. I can renew that glory inside you. You can still become that instrument of God of projecting his presence. Are you ready? Amen. Now, are you ready for the bad news or the sad news? The sad news is you don't have an option. You don't have an option. Because man lived, in, man lived with God with the glory that he had governed on him. Amen. In the same order for you to die and go to heaven and stand in front of God, you need that glory. Amen. It is never an option. If you want to see your father face to face in heaven, get ready to restore your glory. Get ready to go and see God and tell him, Lord, restore the glory that you had put upon me. But if you want to see your father face to face, go seek him. Follow Jesus and protect your soul. Protect the glory. Don't let it be contaminated by anything on this earth. I think the sad news have made you very sad. No. Some say no. Amen. Amen. At this moment, to people online or, or whoever is watching me here, If you feel like, I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't know. I don't feel a purpose on on this earth. I don't really feel great about me. I want to tell you, just call Jesus into your life. He is the restored glory. And he is going to restore the image that you had. He is going to restore the image that God created you in. Amen. Without him, we are just sinners. We are just that fallen human. Amen. Through Jesus, we are made complete and we are made whole. Amen. Shall we all stand up to our feet? Let's all make a conscious decision to live a life that manifests the glory of God because you are designed and purposed to carry his glory in you. Let me repeat that. Live a life That manifests the glory of God because you are designed. You are designed and purposed to carry His glory in you. That is who you are. Look at the neighbor next to you and tell them that is who you are. That is who you are to carry His glory. That is who you are. And tell them you are glorious, you are awesome. And I like what is on your face. Tell them, "I like what is on your face." Tell them, "I like what is on your face." And you repeatedly ask them, "What is that? What is that? What do you see on my face?" And you tell them, "That's the glory of God. That's the glory of God. It gives you a new beauty. Amen. Amen. At this time, to people who hasn't received the salvation who hasn't received this opportunity to know who you are. If you feel like I'm just a human, I want to tell you, you have a divine existence, that you have a divine purpose. And if you accept Jesus as your savior, he is ready to restore you, to connect you with God and to have that relationship with your creator. Amen. And in this moment, I'm sure there are two kind of people here, the ones who haven't received this, the ones who haven't tasted the glory of God, the ones who haven't felt the presence of God. I want you to raise your hands. I want you to raise your hand and ask, God, help me. Fill me right now. And the other set of people, you would have been filled with the glory of God and maybe at the running or at the journey of this life, you would have lost it. Sin would have entered and the whale has been put again. Pray and seek him and ask him, God, let the whale be removed. Let the whale be removed. I pray that the Holy Spirit, that you will encounter us. That you will help us to restore this glory, of God. Shall we all open up our mouth and speak? Shall we all open our mouth and confess? And give ourselves into this word that God has given us this evening. He's calling you to live a life in glory. Church, you are no ordinary. You are no ordinary. Let me hear. Say it louder. You are no ordinary. God is calling you to live for a divine purpose. You are the glory of God. You are the glory of God. You are the glory of God. I'm going to give you a few minutes to just take this moment to pray. You are the glory of God. Oh, Holy Spirit, I pray that there will be restoration in this place. Every broken image, every guilt or every shame that has been a wail, that is stopping them from seeing the face of God, let it be removed in the name of Jesus. Let it be vacated in the name of Jesus. I pray that we will live in the restoration of Christ, the restoration of glory. Oh God, I pray that everyone who's lost their identity in you, I pray that it will be restored in the name of Jesus. And I also pray for people who feel inferior about them. I rebuke that spirit in the name of Jesus because you are not called to feel inferior about yourself, but you are called to feel glorious about yourself because that is who you are. I rebuke every thought of suicide in the name of Jesus because you have called us for a divine purpose. That we are no ordinary, O God, that you consider us higher than the angels above. I pray that they will understand who they are and that they are called to live in the glory of God. Isaiah chapter 60 verse 1 and 2 says, Arise and shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen. Behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and the deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you and his glory will be seen upon you. Do you want to shout amen to that? Amen. Let me repeat that. And this glory will be seen upon you. Amen. Arise and shine because you are the glory of God carry yourself like you carry the glory of god Amen. i want you to walk like you carry something awesome within you man how will you walk if you're wearing a nike shoe that is something that the world has made but how awesome should you feel when you carry the presence and the glory of god amen i really pray that church this word It's something that you have to hold strong to your heart, closer to your heart, all your life. Because this is not just for 2021, this is all your life. You are the glory of God. Amen, you are the glory of God. Just raise your hands and say, God, thank you. Uh, This is like the worst thank you I've ever heard. Say, thank you that I am your glory. Thank you that I am awesome in you. Thank you that I get to stand before you. Thank you that I'm no longer a broken nature. But I live in a restored resurrection nature. And put your hands together and say that I am the glory of God. I am the glory of God. I live in the image of Christ. I am no longer fallen. Amen. You are put in an amazing position by God and never lose that. You are put in a beautiful position by God and never lose that. Amen. Amen. Shall we all say the blessing together? Amen. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of the Father, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all now and forever. Together we say, surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen and amen. 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 I hope you were blessed by this sermon Please share it with someone else Who you think can also be blessed through this If you would like to support our ministry Financially you can do so at slash Give and we will see you next week With a brand new sermon God bless